Hello and welcome to another Anim Dojo podcast. My name is Tom Box, co-founder of Anim Dojo, and I'm here with the Anim Dojo team and some very special guests. So on the Anim Dojo front, we have Katie. Hi, uh, I'm a community manager at Anim Dojo and a recruiter at Blue Zoo. And we have Grace. Hello, I'm marketing coordinator for Blue Zoo and Anim Dojo. And we have Beta. Hi, I'm a co-founder of Anim Dojo and currently an animation supervisor at Axis. Excellent. And today we are also joined by um, Vicky. Hello, Vicky. Hi, I'm um, Vicky. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, go on. If you could uh, introduce yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, I, I'm Vicky Howard. Um, I'm the animation director at Sellout Animation based in Edinburgh. Excellent. And Mauricio. Hi, I'm Mauricio. I'm an animation director in Apple Zoo, uh, in Spony. Excellent. So today's subject is all about animation directors. And uh, in this series of podcasts, it's what we're doing is we're talking about what exactly different uh, job roles are. If you're kind of too afraid to ask or you just don't know what uh, a certain job role is, this podcast is here to answer those questions that might have been uh, evading you for a while. Uh, previously, we've done uh, similar podcasts looking into what, and explaining what character design is, art directing, 2D layout, production coordinator. So go and check those podcasts out if you haven't done already. But today we are joined by Vicky Amoricio talking about what it is to be an animation director if you don't know. So where, where do we start with that then? Um, Vicky, could you explain what, what exactly, how do you explain what you do to someone who doesn't know what you do? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically, uh, my job uh, at Sellout is, is to, um, when we get a project in, is to kind of recruit and coordinate the animation team as a whole, basically. So that's from kind of character design, um, storyboard, um, right the way through to, to, to post. Um, and basically I would, I would, I'm responsible for kind of leading the team throughout the whole project. So from beginning to end, um, um, I work closely with the series director, um, um, interpreting the briefs, um, that they give and communicating that clearly to the animation team so that we get the best results, um, and minimal fixes. <laughs> um, also kind of working very closely with the production team, but it's a bit of a kind of, uh, middle kind of uh, uh kind of uh, there's a triangle of, uh, of people that kind of work around me so uh, you know we've got the series director and we've got the production team as well and, and uh so basically I, I i've got to work closely with them as well so to make sure that the director's vision is is kind of um what's the word i'm looking for um is, is creatively managed as best as possible within kind of the schedule and budget that, that, that we've uh, that we all experience um restrictions um so um yeah it's not an easy task sometimes to, 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 to <laughs> so how how it f so it sounds like you do a lot of kind of like um uh talking between people and and organizing how it kind of works creatively how do you see the your how do you how is your job role different then from like a production manager production coordinator it sounds like a lot of the things you were saying sounds like something that sounds quite managery rather than creative 
I mean, it, it is creative, uh, don't get me wrong, um, and I, I like to stick my oar in uh, wherever possible, really. <laughs> I'm a bit of a control freak uh, in that regard. Um, I like things the way I like them, and um, I'm open to, to um, you know, ideas from, from other team members, because obviously, you know, no man's an island, and, you know, you can't, animation is not a, you know, you can't do it all yourself. It's, it's a very collaborative process, so, um, but I do, you know, I, I've got strong opinions about how things should be. Um, and um, so it's not solely kind of managerial. Um, there's a lot of creativity within that. Um, and but I, you know the production, um, they they're, they're the ones that hold the purse strings. They're the ones that hold the, bu yeah. the budget and tell you that it has to be done tomorrow. And uh, so it's kind of there's a lot of negotiation that has to happen <laughs> um, with you know production and with, with the team to, to try and make everything slot into place. Um, yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mauricio, what's your what's your take on how you describe what you do? Yeah, I think it's pretty much that. Has been, well, the way I, I see myself working as an animation director uh, was is same. Always trying to understand what the director, uh, what is the director point of view of the show. Try to understand the tone, the mood of the show, what belongs to the show, what doesn't belong to the show, uh, and try to translate this in the animation language. So try to follow everything uh, in the episodes and with the leads to see if we are coping with that task. And of course, there's a lot of things we need to do, uh, manage a kind of production manager, right? We need to understand uh, what we need, what, we, what is possible, what is not possible. So we need to always try to find a solution for, with the resources, I mean, with the limitations we have for the the rigs and uh, the characters we have, the proper stuff like that. And also know your team um, and try to cope with the deadline. Every, everything, it, it's exactly, it's a balance between um, the, the, the creative, the narrative, especially the narrative. That's what I try to focus more is the narrative, just to be sure that I'm trying to uh, translate exactly the narrative that uh, I was briefed. But also, we need to deal with the deadlines, with the technical stuff, we need, uh, limitations we have. So we need to be aware of those, those things. And also, uh, uh, to know our team, so we can uh, split the tasks with them and know their, their, their skills. Well, what each animator is stronger in something. I mean, maybe yeah. they are stronger in, in acting, maybe they are stronger in action uh this kind of stuff we need to, to know our teams but basically it's just yeah it's, it's pretty much that right yeah so <laughs> and a lot of things like, that I probably forgot but they, they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of um creative problem solving then is that what the majority of it involves yeah um, the, the, sorry no i was just gonna kind of ask so in that it sounds like you've got a lot of kind of creative oversight how much animation do you guys get to do well basically i i just do yeah none i just do yeah. the takes retouch when when i see something okay you ask something to be done and you try to explain express yourself the best you can yeah and in the end okay oh okay thank you and do some touch there and remove a lot of actually I realized uh, not, uh, a long time ago that actually you remove more more extra stuff than uh, increase with new stuff. It basically, it's there. You just need to remove extra stuff. So you <laughs> right. need to, to, and sometimes because, well, to be fair with them, uh, I think 
they don't have too much time to just rethink in a, in a clear way to do they just start yeah. to work start to work yeah. and then they, they they do they overdo some 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 poses overdo some extra storytelling poses that, that's what i'm trying to say so you can remove some and and it's pretty much there that that's that's the thing i realize that more often i i find myself removing stuff than than adding really it adding extra yeah stuff. I find myself doing corrections quite a lot as well. Um, so things that, you know, you've, you've got a scene through and it's like it's kind of tiny tweaks here and there and you just think, well, it's not really worth giving it back to the animals. They're, they've got their, heads, their head in a different space right now. I, I can pick this up. Um, and I do find myself, I don't know if you find this, uh, Mauricio. I, I see I've, I've said your name wrong already. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I find I get jealous sometimes of, of, of my animators because you think, oh, God, I wish I could work on that scene. Or yeah. I can be doing that myself, you know, and uh, you just can't. You know, you've got to, you've got to step back and, uh, and see the kind of the bigger picture. Bigger um, picture, yeah. I have, yeah. I have yeah. a little addition to that that might help as well in explaining it. Um, the way I've always looked at it was, because whenever I spoke with different animation directors, uh, they've always had different ways of doing things with their team. But it always comes down to like one thing, which is like you're kind of still animating through other people. So you're like, you're you're doing you're telling them to do what you would have done, and you're kind of then guiding them, teaching them techniques, showing them how to do things. So you're you're not getting to sit there and do it yourself, but you're kind of spreading your knowledge throughout the team and kind of hoping that how you would have done it is now passing through everyone else and and you're kind of trying to elevate and maintain a certain quality for the animation which is why you've been put in that position is because you're you were able to hit a certain style and you've got a certain management skill with people so it's kind of those two things combined which is like there are many animators that don't ever want to go into this and they just kind of happy to stay as animators and there are people like myself like like Mauricio like Vicky who kind of want to maybe go forward and, and do other things. So like having that combination, I think helps. So you got, you, you, you mix the being able to animate with also being good with kind of teams and managing people and, and yeah. motivating them. And you're like trying to seep through your, your style through them slowly yeah. and, and, and you know, get your work. Uh, well, that was my next question, actually. Vicky, you kind of touched on it was like, do you miss it? You were kind of saying that you felt a bit jealous sometimes you saw people shots that they could do. I, I mean, yeah. so, you know, sometimes, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think, oh God, I, I really like to kind of, sometimes I like to cherry pick some scenes for myself. I think, right, well, like, you know, I'll, I'll put this at the end of the pile because I know I'm going to be really busy, but I'll get to that. And nine times out of 10, I have to give it away. And it's like, <laughs> it's like giving away your baby almost. Kind of, uh, but, you know, you have to do that, you know. And, uh, but, you know, as, uh, as Beto was saying, um, it, it's really, it's all about working with people for me. I I I, I really love working with teams. Um, uh, just the creative the creativity that they bring to it. You know, you've got your yeah. idea as, as, as the animation director, but they it's it's kind of collaborative process that I really enjoy, and uh, I, I feed off that. And uh, you know, yeah. I, you know, there's, there's things that I I imagine, you know, we, we could work this way, and then somebody comes left field and they go. We, maybe we should try it this way and it's like actually yeah that's way better than what, what I suggested you know so take credit for that you know <laughs> um yeah I, I I just love the, the whole kind of working there. nice yeah. um teams great <laughs> what about you Maurizio do you miss it yeah every day you know, I, really, oh. I really miss uh I really like to do animation but I have a problem I'm I I when I'm animating 
I become so uh, uh, consumed by that and I become angry when everybody tried to ask me for something else, uh, when they are trying to reach me for something. So I prefer to not do that at all, only when everybody leaves. Uh, that's why usually I stay a little bit longer working in some fixings when I, when I want to, to fix, but after everybody go home or because nobody is going to approach me and ask you for something else, I really become kind of frustrated. Yeah, irritated, I think, is the word. Like, yeah. Is the word. yeah. I, I feel angry. when. So I prefer not to do it because I prefer to be uh, reachable for uh, yeah. reachable to everybody at, the, at any moment and just uh, take care of, uh, just follow the process and trust in, uh, in the admitters and the leads. So yeah. I pass the information like like Vader was, was saying. Uh, we try to admit uh, through them uh, to express ourselves and try to, to be as clear as possible. But that's the thing. Sometimes I think, I thought my English is the problem, but actually I realized that it's not the, the, the problem actually, that every uh, uh, direct animation director have the same problem. Even the British one with the, with the British <laughs> it, yeah. uh, people. So it's the same thing. They, they think something is very clear and they think they are passing the, the information. And then when they, you receive the, the shot, oh, it's completely different. Because people can read, interpretate things in a different way. And we need to trust as well. And sometimes we just need to let it go and see the bigger picture, exactly. To see if it's feeling the, the, the narrative, the, the story. Yeah, well. yeah. But I miss, I really miss the, the moment to be focused and just work in a, in a shot and don't care about anything else. Just oh. do that. Well, can I ask a, a question in, in the sense of, um, obviously, every animation has a director and then you are animation directors. What's the difference between the director of the animation and the animation director? Because I imagine that confuses a lot of people. Sorry, the, the, different, so, so, the difference between the director and the animation director. Oh, okay. Can I? Or should... Well, the, from my point of view, it's just... Uh, I'm trying to translate uh, everything the director has to me, the, the, the view from the, the director, uh, what he thinks about, about the, the, the show, uh, what he wants, and, and then he passed, he passed uh, all this, this information. And I tried to cope with that, but translating in animation. So I tried to cope with the rhythm, uh, with the timing and stuff like that, and the poses and the attitude of the characters. So I, th I think it's, it's different. The, the director, he, he take care from everything, right? Uh, from the script until, uh, until the end of the show. I, I just take care from, well, uh, I am just take, taking care after the, the pneumatic. And then, uh, then I just received the brief from the, the director. So I need to follow him with his instructions, instructions for that. So it's different. Uh, he's taking care of everything. I'm just taking care of the animation language. Does it make sense to say animation yeah. language? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I thought it might be nice to step back to hear about uh, how you both actually ended up in your role. Was it, was it a role that you kind of like, you knew you wanted to get into from the, from when you were, you know, much younger, or is it something that you kind of uh, discovered? Uh, Vicky, do you want to talk about your, how you got into it? Um, well, obviously, I wanted to animate from since I was about five years old. I think um, uh, before I even really knew that it kind of was a thing you could actually do. I, re I really wanted to to do it, and uh, 
um, thankfully I, I, I was able to do that. Um, I, all I really wanted to do was, was, was be an animator. That's all I really ever, that was my aspiration. Um, and I think um, each job that I've done, I've kind of, I've kind of gone up the ladder a little bit, come back down again a few times, but um, slowly kind of progressed, you know, started animating. I actually started in between on the illusionist. That was my first uh, real massive job. Um, and then just kind of crept up and, Started supervising um, and then animating and supervising, and then um, did a bit of storyboarding and then kind of came back around to animating and then ultimately animation supervision and then I bumped up to animation director. So it's kind of it's kind of not a straight line. It was kind of a big ball strain basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, over many years, um, but it's it's it all adds to the life's great tapestry, I guess. And uh, yeah. um, it, it's good that you know I've, I've had the opportunity to kind of going to storyboarding and kind of semi, like kind of not directing and such, but kind of to, to have that oversight. Um, yeah. I think it, it all brings, um, to, to put that knowledge together, it's, it's quite a good, it benefits me. Yeah, um, so it's more of an evolution than a, a planned destination. I, I never, yeah, yeah and I, I think um, I'm quite good, I, I say I'm quite good with people as well. So I think, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, you need to, be able to choose your team and you need to work closely with them and you need to be um good with them i guess and, and i i feel as well you know i think i'm quite happy though lucky um and uh, good to get along with and uh, approachable so i think that's uh, they're all kind of key attributes for for being an animation director yeah cool yeah. and mauricio how about you uh, can, yeah did i unmute myself yeah I, I never thought to be animation director uh, actually uh Actually, I, I never thought I will be an animation animator uh, because when I, I I always liked I always enjoyed I, I, since I remember I always I was always uh, watching uh, animation and uh, my family helped me with that my mother always take me to the movies uh, to the theater to see the the, the animation movies <laughs> and, and uh, like. Uh, she brought me to she, she brought me to to watch uh, Akira. You know, I was I don't know oh. seven years old or something. Oh. Like that. Oh. <laughs> and that it was, was completely everything was. <laughs> and everything. Uh, and I really enjoy. Uh, but I was always spending time drawing, drawing, and so I went to fine art uh, school, and I start uh, at the same time to work in animation. And this wasn't wasn't something planned, planned but I really loved. Uh, uh, and well, at some point, life pushed you to become something like uh, animation director because I work as an animation director uh, already. But uh, I always consider myself uh, an animator above all. And, and that's the that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if for something I I really I, I don't think I. I I want this this role. It's just that sometimes you need to to change to to move to something else. That's it's it's interesting where you put it because you both kind of said something that I wanted to ask. Did you did it feel when they asked you the very first time if you would like to be an animation director? The very first time in your head, it felt almost like okay, we know you're responsible. Can you take a little bit of responsibility for this project? It's like stop having fun. Come come take some responsibility it's like it's like come join the grown-ups for a bit and it kind of um it's almost like because you're so good or because you're so capable of doing something you end up almost being taken away from the thing that you like so 
how do you cope with that? Like, do you find, I know you said that you do miss it, but like, do you enjoy what you're doing now versus what you used to do? Like, if you do, we'll go back to animation. Do you sometimes miss directing? You kind of miss having the ability to call the shots in some areas. And do you feel that it's, um, neither neither area now is enough or like you know it's it, you, you like to have uh, you know you tip your, your your foot in one area and then the other and you kind of feel like you have to have your feet in both to some extent i don't know if that question makes sense but it makes sense. there was a few <laughs> questions in there i think yes i think um the, the kind of transition um was scary for me actually um i Kind of like, oh my god, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna give me that level of control and that level of responsibility, and it was just like, oh, okay, um, I'll give it a go, and uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know, I just get bumped back down to supervising, um, and um, I, do, I do it. There's certain, there's certain parts that I enjoy. Obviously, I, I, the thing that I most, that I, not, not that I don't enjoy, but just having time, um, having time to. As, as I can't even pronounce your name. I'm so bad. This um, is just, you know, he, he likes to kind of animate when everyone's gone home. And I, I've, I've done that myself. I go in early to kind of get stuff done um, before people arrive. But just to have that time to yourself where you, you can actually be in the zone and, and you, can, you can either work on your own projects or you can, you can, you can pick up some animation that, that you, you were planning to do like next year. Um, <laughs> um, but just yeah, to have that time, I think sometimes because I, I I don't know about you, but I I feel that um, you know, you've got like twenty people asking you things all the time from like from external, you know, producers, the director, you know, um, the production manager. You've got uh, team lead briefings, and you know, you just you you're constantly in in motion, and um, sometimes I just think, oh my god, I just want to just stop for five minutes and. Uh, just reset because I and I, it feels like you're kind of on a treadmill all the time. Some, sometimes I'm not selling it, am I? Really, I'm not selling it as a as a job. <laughs> it's it's a good feeling. It's a good treadmill. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I miss the time really. Um, yeah. I guess the follow up question to that, which maybe Mauricio, if you can pick up on that, is then do you find yourself able to watch anything on TV without? Uh, I know animators do that all the time and every different role, but as an animation director, you kind of, you're used to overseeing an episode or you're used to ever seeing a, a project. You sit there and not really get to enjoy something because you're nitpicking everything constantly. Yeah, and well. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that too, because you, you give a big laugh. Well, I would like to return a little bit for, I, for what I think, what I thought was your, your, your first, your question is, uh, yeah. the moment they asked me to, to, to be the animation director, uh, if I felt uh, okay, I'm going to lose it. I don't. I don't think this happens like this. Maybe I didn't realize at the time because I uh, I was developing some projects uh, for people, uh, but not with the name and helping everybody around. But as an animator, not as a direct animation director, in a way. So it was it was gradual. So I didn't feel like that. And I, I, I start to love the other possibility, the, the difference between animator and animation director, well, at least from my point of view, is like to animate as an animator, you can, I know it's tacky, but it's to give life to, to, to the character. But you know, you enjoy, I enjoy that. I enjoy to you know, work in the small things like the details and the poses and the attitude 
and the, 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 the music in, in, the, in the delivery lines, stuff like that. That, that. That's what I like to do. And when you go for but but you, you only see the, the microcosmos, you know, you're just seeing the, 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 the frames and you know, the shots and sometimes just the frames. Uh, but as an animation director, you're trying to tell, tell a story, a, a full story, you know? I don't know if this makes sense. So I, yeah, start no, to, I start to enjoy that other possibility to just really help me uh, tell the story and make the story funny as, as, a, as a story, as a complex story, not just a, a pretty shot or you know, a pretty movement or a pretty character uh, uh, moving live. That's uh, game line. Uh, that's what I, what I think is different. So I, I was starting to enjoy that. And the other question you, you, you did, sorry, can you, can you remember? Uh, can you, remember can you watch anything without constantly criticizing it? Yeah, the things I, I did or the things- No, no, things on I, TV, just, just generally as an animation director, so you're constantly used to watching. Well, things. I have a four years old kid and he watched a lot of garbage stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's impossible not to judge, right? You say, oh, <laughs> this is just because of poor budget or I don't know, they don't have time. They, I don't know, especially with YouTube, people, you know, oh, struggle yeah. so much to do something good, and then you see something like blah blah blah, you know, that has like millions and millions of views. They love yeah. it. <laughs> so, Anyone with why eyes. Are we all this effort? Why are we doing all this? What would it be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's impossible, and and you start to to always pay attention. Oh, this is happening because of that. Uh, now he's going to die. Now he's going to, you know, everything that's happening because it's like you understand the everything. Oh, they are trying to create this bit, this this bit to, to something. You, you pre predict everything, so it yeah. becomes a little boring when it's time to watch other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, I kind of like maybe taking a little bit of a couple of steps back um, in terms of I think what would be really interesting for anyone who's listening is maybe an animator looking to move up into the next step would be kind of what skills do you think are most important if you are a lead animator and you're looking to kind of make that step up into animation supervisor or animation directing what kind of qualities do you think are really important to demonstrate or is it not necessarily something you can really kind of like nail down Anyone? <laughs> uh, well, I think if they are already a lead animator, they already understand and they have a, a pretty good knowledge of animation and all the, the issues, the technical issues they have to face and how to um, go around, contour the, the, the issues, the, the, the limitations. But uh, I think that the, the last step is to always trying to pay attention to the narrative, to understand the narrative and the tone of the shot, to understand the, what is about the, sh the, the, the show. Uh, so they can, uh, I think it's to understand not just one episode, is understand the, the whole idea of the show what, and how to develop that, the, that idea, that, that, that show. That's what I, what I think it is. Uh, that's what it, sometimes I feel the leads are just, Sometimes they need, they need to, 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 to match the, the deadline and do the animation. But as well, because of the, the fast pace, they don't really see the big picture, the bigger picture. And in that case, it's 
is just is not just one episode it's also the the, the whole show uh, I think that's it if they understand that the narrative that come from the director I think it's pretty much the same thing I yeah. think yeah yeah Vicky, you what's, what's your thoughts I uh, yeah I agree that's that's pretty much what I was gonna say I just kind of pointed out <laughs> 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, yeah um, yeah, again, it's all about it's all about narrative, not having that kind of overview of, yeah, not just an episode or a scene, but but but, but the, the series as a whole, um, and and that comes, yeah, obviously that comes from kind of, you know, being a lead. You've, you've certainly you've got a certain level of oversight as, as a lead, um, and it's not it's not a, I say it's not a huge step up um, to go from that to to, to, to directing animation. Um, it's just a little bit more work and. Uh, um, a different kind of oversight, I guess. Um, so is there, is there something people could do then to try and prepare themselves to be picked, I guess, to go up into that role? Or uh, in the opposite sense, is there is there anyone who wouldn't be, what are the traits where you, the, uh, you probably wouldn't be asked to step up to that role? Is that a, is that a different way of looking at it to see in terms of what, what are they if, not if someone... looking for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. a better way of phrasing it, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I was just about to say. I notice you guys are quite humble. You're quite um, like Marisa. You were saying like you were saying you were saying like oh, I feel like my English isn't my strongest point. Like I feel like that's a really that's that's a good that's a really good trait. I'm wondering if that's something that you guys. I just noticed that while you were talking. I wonder if that's something that's really helpful. To Maybe that's a good trait for what makes good animation directors, because I was going to say about what you don't want is someone with an ego who's really going to walk yeah, around and like make, make people's lives hell. And we've all experienced people like that at some point in our lives. And um, although they still make it into the role or other supervisory directing roles, um, I think it's really detrimental to any production when that happens so that's definitely a big no-no i would say like having a big ego um you do need to be humble and respect your team and their skills and give them the space to do what they do best really yeah i guess that uh, goes what, to most roles in the industry doesn't it do you have a, an example of what that might be if anyone might be going oh no whoops i, I do that better not do that anymore is there have you got any kind of thoughts on uh how that might happen um, okay, I, I, let's see if I understood right. Um, what I realize sometimes, I I don't know if it's just a way to when I become when I try to touch some uh, delicate subject with an animator, and instead of being clear and just be um, st straightforward, like just explain yeah. something, I because of that I actually try to be you know funny and actually this is a good idea at all so it's it, don't do that especially in another language it's even worse so uh don't do that so especially here i think this is more clear to me because exactly about the language maybe this also uh answer a little bit in the uh, recent question is uh don't, don't do the because i don't feel so comfortable with the language I, it's better just be as simple as possible uh, as straight as possible and don't try to make any any comment funny or because could be could go out completely wrong and people will be I don't know uh, offended by that. Uh, even uh, in my mother language, uh, it's not a good idea. It's better just keep everything professionally uh, and just 
be more honest. And but the thing is, sometimes even like this is, is still difficult. And yeah, some, sometimes you need to you can't have a big ego. Uh, I definitely uh, agree with you. You need to be humble. Is it the, the, the name? Uh, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you see that you can see that something is not happening. It's not. It's not working. And especially the, the younger ones, they 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 try to push to push you and they and say, yeah, but I, I want to do something like this, you know, I want to do something like that, and and you know that's not working, and you know that that that's not the way you're going to to make this work, and you tr you're trying to explain, and they are really trying to do it in another way. And sometimes you need to you need to be a little bit more firm and say, please, okay, but do the way I'm asking you because I know this is going to work. And the other way, I'm not so sure. And that's the thing. It's sometimes you also need to be. Uh, if you're too too indecisive, uh, they also feel like uh, they, they can they take feel, advantage of it. No, no, no. Actually, I was saying they they also become stressed because. Oh uh, yeah. If yeah. they be, okay, I'm trying to do that. Oh, okay, uh, he allowed me to do that, but now he's All saying right. that's not working and still yeah. not working. So it's, it's, I think sometimes. It's, it's better if you just say what you want because at least they, they would do what they are trying to do what you what you're asking them and not no struggling with the same thing and in the end they would need to change anyway yeah. so yeah but this is basically with the, the youngest uh, with the, the new uh, animators usually uh, the, the, as the senior they don't they don't do that actually they they're way more easy to to they understand better they don't tr they don't try to experiment and do new crazy stuff and especially if it doesn't fit in one shot you know um that's the yeah. thing sometimes is for yeah. the younger the younger ones i think the problem is they try to put too much in in the short time and when you tell them that you when you need to remove a little bit of that they become a little bit frustrated and it's difficult so I say, so you do need really good people skills then to be able to yeah. negotiate that without annoying people. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I it's something I, I when I first started to kind of oversee people, it's something I struggled with um, was because, as you were saying, you know, um, you think you're being clear with your, with your communication, your direction, and uh, you're not. And it, it, I, I, I struggled because I, you know, I like to as, as much as possible keep people happy, but you know, ultimately, you are responsible for delivering the quality and and so there were times when i would I'd go oh okay well you know maybe you know an animator would, would suggest something because they wouldn't quite agree with what i was saying and i would initially back in the day i would kind of bow down to that and then but even though i knew in my heart or in my gut you know it wasn't the right decision to make but i would just kind of do it because i uh, there was a certain level of a lack of confidence that i had um, to start out with um but as you kind of go through you know, you grow, get longer in the tooth, you, you kind of, you start to kind of really trust your gut and you know that, you know, you've been put in that position because you have got that oversight and you have got that judgment and the producers trust you, your judgment. And um, so you have to, you know, well, certainly I did anyway, you have to kind of push that kind of self-doubt down and go, no, I've got to do it this way. And yeah, it is, it's a negotiation sometimes because you, you don't want to be maybe bullish with somebody, um, but at the same time, you can't, you can't roll over at the same time. It is it's a balance um, to try and to, to get it to get the communication as clear as possible and um, to deliver, you know, a good performance and, and, and ultimately a good piece of work. Um, yeah, I think that conviction's a 
that conviction and that self-reflection are both really admirable traits in leaders. And I feel like um, these are kind of things that are coming out that are really good as to, to bring to being an animation director. Um, I don't know if you guys have any advice for anybody. If they are already a lead, um, if they want to be an animation director, what would you say that they start doing tomorrow to kind of kick off their career? Get to the next career path? Oh, the thing I think, uh, the thing I, I would advise is to, to work in one shot. No, create your own short. I, I know it's not only about uh, being uh, an animation director, but if you're working in a short short movie from scratch, you understand the whole process. You you understand the, the scripting, the thematic, the thematic, uh, the storyboard, the thematic, the, everything, the sound, uh, everything until you close the the, the 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 short. I'm talking about one minute, three minutes stop, uh, something like that, and also not. You do everything. Try to really work with people. You know, if you have people that want to work with you uh, in your short movie, uh, I, I did that. Uh, for me, it was a very good experience, and I work with musicians. You know, I'm not a musician. I need to 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 talk to them and and make them understand what I was, uh, I was, what what I was requesting and stuff like that. So. This I think it's a good exercise, uh, and you you improve a lot. You learn a lot. I think that's that's my my only advice. Did you direct that project, Maurizio? Sorry. Did you direct that project? Yeah, that you're was, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it was mine, and and everything was directed and created by me. But uh, I need to, uh, and also I just animate a few a few shots. Uh, right. So. This was a very good learning process for me. Right, that's cool. What about you, Vicky? I, I was going to say something similar, actually. I think um, just to, yeah, you can get an overview of you know a whole project and, and and not just animating, but kind of knowing you know how to get funding, for example, and you know you know how to how to apply that funding to you know a project, you know project management. You know, it gives you an insight into to everything, so you you, you gain an understanding of. You know, it's just, it's a sim it's the same it's the same process it's the same kind of structure it's just on a bigger a bigger scale uh, when, you, when you're working on a on a commercial project for example um, so I, I think yeah I agree you, you, you do learn a lot. Um, I've got one more that that probably can help if um, if you don't have an idea for a short or you don't know enough people to help you like uh, with this stuff maybe I would say uh, creating tutorials or courses or teaching, giving master classes, trying to volunteer uh, shows two things. It shows that you're able to explain how to do not just animation, but how to like convey something that might be hard to explain, like movement, things that, that, that would require you to either get up and act or do a drawing. So you're explaining something that's not really there. Uh, there's nothing else except your words that are trying to convey it. And you're also giving feedback and guidance to students and people who are learning. And these are skills that you'd need on the job anyway. And um, that was the gateway for me, actually. It was more the, the teaching side of things. And I think I, that demonstrated uh, an ability on my end that I can work with young people and help them improve and kind of guide them and mentor them. So I think, um, yeah, taking the initiative in both situations, I think, uh, is just kind of don't wait for it to happen. Like, 
go out and kind of try and prove it for yourself as well. And then slowly the people that, that will be the decision makers can take notice of that, I say. And there's also being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. What's, what's the website? We mentioned it in previous podcasts, I think, where they collaborate to make short films. Artella. Yeah, that's it. So I guess if people don't know anyone, they, <laughs> yeah. can, uh, they can go to there to see if... I mean, you could also look on Anim Dojo. Maybe go on the Facebook group, do a call out, say I'm looking yeah. for a... Yeah. You know, There's loads of places it. like that. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom, when you were saying what website did we mention in last podcast, I was thinking Anim Dojo? have we mentioned that in the series yeah um beta do you mind if i ask you a question actually um so we talked about it before we started the podcast but could you explain the any differences that you've noticed between 2d and 3d animation direction um well i don't have extensive experience in 2d so i kind of just helped in the beginning with the, the 2D studio at Blue Zoo kind of helping set that up and then kind of when Mauricio joined us and um, sort of maybe was around for like the beginning part and then yeah my, my experience is mainly 3D uh, but I think because you guys both come from 2D and it's kind of like we thought in the beginning is there a difference um, I mean just by kind of looking at it from maybe more of a client side of things and this is maybe something people don't think about because until you're in the situation you don't really think about it but for me i feel clients know in 3d that oh we can change cameras oh we can change this anytime we want and there's a feeling that anything can change forever and ever and ever and it's like no it's the same thing as 2d we actually work to camera everything is kind of it's we're just using a very different tool but we are relying on the exact same principles composition you know the way things look on on, on camera silhouette all that stuff is really important so I'm, i think that's one difference maybe uh clients could expect that we have more flexibility in 3d um but from what i've seen um 2d requires a lot more cheating and a lot more uh you know really like you, you you have to plan meticulously otherwise you know you'll find yourself in a very bad situation somewhere down the line with having the wrong environment the wrong the the wrong size of props to characters to you know and, and maybe this is more focused on like rigged animation like puppet style animation um but you know it seems to me that with 3d even though the clients would expect us to have more flexibility in reality we probably do which is why we can sometimes make mistakes in our planning and still get away with it. Whereas I think with 2D, it's less forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Does that I guess, good? yeah, yeah, that does. And I guess what's interesting, I didn't really think of it, is the difference between 2D hand-drawn and 2D puppet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you were talking about the kind of issues that are there specific to rigged animation. Vicky, I don't know if you ever experience issues in terms of like the scale of what you have to draw or things like that and like the if camera moves are really tricky when you're hand drawing animation camera moves are hellish when you're when you're doing hand drawn um i i would kill for rigs um yeah hand drawn it basically um if, if nobody knows it, your standard kind of animation is 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 animated on twos hand drawn um for a very smooth movement uh, you'll animate on one so that means you're drawing every single frame um and if there is a camera move you have to draw every single frame otherwise it, it kind of it, it jitters um 
so that can be an absolute nightmare. Um, and if you've got a yeah, if you've got a movie, for example, Klaus, <laughs> um, there were a lot of camera moves on, on that thing, um, and uh, quite rightly so because it was absolutely fantastic to work on. Um, but it was a bit of a bitch uh, in terms of having to animate every single frame with these insanely detailed characters. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, planning as well because you know if you if you've got a camera moving in a shot or you haven't got a camera moving in the shot, and then you need a camera moving the shot or vice versa. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's time and money, but it, particularly yeah. you know you have to physically draw every single frame. Um, it's not so much of an issue with with rigged because I think when when you render out, I think you can you can render out um, on ones. Um, so that you can kind of uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, um, but you can incorporate the camera move quite easily with that. But it, you know, it has to, yeah, it has to plan it, um, um, and it can be a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think just to touch on something that was probably mentioned in the in the layout podcast, which maybe people, if you want to listen to that, if they haven't listened to it, um, and this is what you were just talking about, the planning. I mean. People don't think about it, but a simple thing is like, you know, if you have a camera move, character goes from A to B and the camera moves that way, someone has to draw that background. Someone then has to decide how much of that background to draw and what parts is important. What would it look like, especially if the camera is moving? Is it, is it going to actually be distorted with the camera because of how, as it, as it pans, it's going to look different. So you're going to have to make the pan in the drawing so much, to some extent. And, you know, it's just tiny things like that. One thing, one error there, the camera moves, looks off. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, planning and planning and planning. Yeah. Sorry, I, was, I, I, just, I interrupted you, Mauricio. No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, I started as a hand-drawn animation animator. Uh, and yes, it's too slow. The process is too slow. And everything you need to fix is, ah, oh, dude. It, but it is amazing, but when you have the time, when you, when you can uh, work in, in hand-drawn animation, traditional animation, cutout is it's faster to fix, to adjust, even for cameras. Um, if we, I mean, I'm talking about make it wider or closer, that's it. You can turn uh, the angle of the camera, something like that you can do in 3D. But yeah, I, I really agree that, well, basically, if it's uh, planned, uh, it's storyboarded. Uh, I mean, you already playing the storyboard, the metric, and it was working another way. If you change the camera, you change a lot of things. So yeah. I don't think it. I think only if it's something that we didn't realize was a mistake. Uh, then, if that was the case, then we need to to change to fix for cutout animation, especially in stylized cutout animation. We have an issue that because we don't have the cameras changing we need to always find a good moment to cheat for, from closer to wider and not do just something, okay, that is the same scale, but in a different angle because the character will look like, okay, it's just a bad jump cut, you know? It's yeah. really weird. Uh, the character has the same scale, but he's almost in the same side view. It's not really front view or, or something that you need to adjust in the angle. So we always need to avoid this kind of thing. But this is not about the... I don't know if this affects animation direction. Direction, I uh, this is affect animation. I think in the planning, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the same for 3D as well. Uh, it all, of course it will affect a lot hand drawn animation to, to if you need to fix something uh, because you with, with 3D animation is that um, unless a client is aware that you should not be changing cameras, they always keep 
asking for changing cameras and it's it breaks everything so as an animation director you constantly have to keep educating and telling people that you know we are working to camera or if you if you change the camera just because we can does not mean we should we should <laughs> so, um so that's that's what uh, maybe that's why i brought it up because it's like it's one thing that uh i i, I wish we did not have to deal with yeah well, makes sense another thing that i, I imagine that there's a lot of departments for 3d uh, I don't know, lightning, texture, and I don't know, a lot of stuff Indeed. that, yeah, in 3D, that I, this, I, I don't know, I don't know, my text, the textures we have, you know, texture in line, in contour lines, or something like that, and for some shows, you just create texture for everything, but it's basically the art, the, the, the art, how the art is, is created, right? Yeah. So, I don't know anything about lightning, you know, this, there's a lot of different departments for 3D that, I don't know if the animation director has any kind of uh, dialogue with them or with these other departments. That's a good point. Yeah, I think there is, at least in, in, in my experience, um, constant dialogue between uh, lighting, mainly for uh, any issues that come back that could be fixes, cut-throughs, intersections, all kinds of stuff. And then you've got also discussions that you would have with like you would have as well with rigging um, to kind of make sure that you have the characters for how the animators need them. Um, so yeah, there's lots of cross-departmental discussion. Yeah. I almost want to ask a question that could be just like a whole can of worms, but I'm just really curious. Uh, which one do you think is the easiest and which one do you think is the hardest? <laughs> just to stir the pot on an ending, you know, leave it on a high note. But yeah. Traditional animation, traditional animation, yeah. yeah. The hardest. Well, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, yeah. It is, but I think, you know, I think they've, they've all got their challenges. I think the, 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 the different kind of, uh, the, the, the peak in the challenges are slightly different in, in different, um, different mediums, as it were. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot easier to, I'm going to say this now, as, as, as a non-3D animator, I think it's much easier to kind of re-render something. Um, or change the animation in, in, in some some three D um, and re-render it than it is to kind of yeah go back because you'd be basically in hand drawn you'd probably have to go back all the way back to layout to kind of fix something um, uh, if it's huge um, and yeah it's quite time consuming as, as it as it all is though I mean um... everybody needs to understand fully understand the character each character and to draw draw by model without yeah. any you know like a library like pieces so you need to keep everything constantly it's, it's ridiculous yeah and not have a wobble don't have any wobbling um yeah <laughs> yeah okay i i i admit it is really difficult <laughs> a labor um, be of love bef before oh, we uh wrap wrap the podcast up i just got one more question which is uh we, we've discussed the kind of the frustrations with the job and um and missing animation but well, um, I mean, you've both worked on some amazing projects. We probably should have mentioned this at the start, really, but obviously, Vicky, you've worked on Klaus, and Mauricio, you've worked on It's Pony, which is now one of the most popular cartoons on TV. Um, but what do you um, what do you love about the job? I hope you do, otherwise it'd be quite an awkward podcast now. <laughs> but what's, what, what is it about the job that makes you want to do it? Do you want to, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to, I'll, I'll, I can take it if you want to take first. Um, I just love the whole process. I, I, I love animation. I love storytelling. Um, and I love 
the collaboration um, and, and the kind of creative kind of mixing pot. Um, I love working with people. I love working with people that are way better than me because um, it makes me look good. <laughs> um, uh, that's not that's not the reason. Um, I, I just you know, there's a lot of people in the industry that I admire, and I, I love to work with them um, because you learn. It, it's a constant learning experience for me, and I, I guess everyone else's. Um, just the more you, the more people you work with, the more you absorb, and, and uh, yeah. the better you become. And uh, I, 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 I just think it's a great industry to work in. And uh, um, yeah, I, I just love working with Chris people. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Monsieur? Yeah, I love to, to work in that, those two uh, aspects. Aspects, right? Uh, the animation, uh, is, I know, again, it's tacky, but yeah, it's giving life to, to character. I really like that. Uh, but the other thing to tell the whole story is something that I really, I, I discovered that I appreciate that uh, later when I was, uh, when, I, when I started to work in animation during the process. So I didn't know about that actually. Um, I just thought it was the animation. But then I, I realized I, I liked that as well. I like to tell these stories and I start to create stories with, with people I know. Uh, none of them, just a few, but uh, become, yeah, uh, developed and, and produced. But I wasn't the director. Anymore, it's just the developing process. Process, but I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this thing to tell the story. And so, I don't know if I need to pick. To be honest, if I can, if I need to pick, okay, you're from now. You can just do that. If you choose wrongly, you're not. You're never going to, to return. I think I still go go for animator, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but but because. No one is telling me that I can, I cannot return to be an animator. I still enjoy to, to be an animation director, but at some point, it's always in my, my head that at some point I'm going to, to animate again or be an animator in, in, in another project. So uh, I don't feel like, okay, the, uh, I'm really yeah. uh, suffering. I'm not suffering, but I, I enjoy, but it's a different way to, 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 enjoy, uh, to enjoy the tasks, you know? Sure. Yeah. Did I answer? Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Cool. Okay. Um, well, hopefully, all of that has cleared up what a uh, animation director is and does, and it's crystal clear for for everyone now. Um, so, uh, thanks to Vicky and Mauricio for joining us to explain that, and um, and thanks uh, for for listening. And if you want to know, see more podcasts then do make sure you follow us on uh, the socials on uh, Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook. Uh, and also this is on, you might be watching us on YouTube rather than listening to it. And if you are on YouTube, make sure that you do subscribe to the channel and it'd be lovely if you give us a review as well. So more people um, can discover the podcast. Um, and of course, thanks to Grace, Katie and Vader as well. And thanks again for listening. Hopefully see you soon and or listen to you soon or something, but cheers. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.